The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. I want to begin by reminding you that you are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. You're listening from 101 regions around the world. That's because you are spreading the word. Thank you for listening and for continuing to tell your friends, relatives, and colleagues. And a special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in Australia, the Philippines, and Italy, and in the states of California, Texas, and Arizona. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support. Last week, we had a fascinating conversation with Bela Ross about the impact that trauma can have on future generations within a family. It's an important show for anyone who has trauma or abuse in their family history or in their current life. And remember, emotional and psychological abuse leaves scars on our hearts and minds that are harder to heal than even physical abuse. When you really think about it, virtually all of us have trauma in our family line, if not in our personal life. When you begin with the current estimate that half of the population will experience some sort of abuse in their life, and then add natural disasters, war, discrimination, false arrests, and so on, virtually all of us have been touched by trauma. We often carry that pain without realizing it. The good news is that we can heal intergenerational trauma. So if you missed last week's show or any of my previous shows, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and listen on demand. And speaking of trauma, bullying is another form of trauma that can impact us long after we're out of school. Our guest today, James Caldwell, will talk with us about bullying, how we can prevent it, and how to respond when it does happen. With so much attention being given to bullying, a lot of people are presenting themselves as experts. James Caldwell is the real deal, and I'm grateful he agreed to be on my show. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger, feel lighter, and have more energy. We truly 
truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like James Caldwell. If you have a question for our guest or are trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation or how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795 or email now or between shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And the phone number to call between shows is 1-214-736-4460. And be sure to get a pencil and paper now because you're going to need it later in the show for our question of the day. If you want extra help in learning how to find the silver lining, you can always attend my new workshop entitled Finding the Silver Lining. I spend a lot of time on this show talking about how I find the blessings in my own challenging life experiences. It has taken me years to learn how to do this and to do it consistently. I'll be sharing techniques with you that will help you see your life from a positive perspective. As we say at the beginning of every show, the best or worst place to live is in your own mind. In this workshop, you will learn how to weed out the negativity and to be grateful and positive in the way you speak, think, and feel, resulting in your ever-increasing happiness. I will give you tools to align and integrate the information in the right and left sides of your brain. You will release the limiting patterns and hidden barriers that prevents you from seeing the positive in your life and being grateful for it. We'll meet May 30th at the Dallas Yoga Center from 2 to 4 p.m. Cost is $25 if you register before May 20 or just $35 afterwards. Last week I mentioned that my monthly meetup group, Creative Problem Solving Group Coaching, was on May 6th. One woman who was there yesterday has been coming consistently for almost five years. She sent me a message after the meeting saying, you're so good at what you do. I've made so much progress with your help. Comments like that make it all worthwhile. I also challenged you to look at your own family history and acknowledge the trauma that your relatives experience and to choose to do something about it. This woman has been willing to look at her family history of abuse and heal from it. Awareness is the beginning of change. If we don't recognize what has happened or what is happening in our lives, we can't create the joy and peace that we want. We all have a way of protecting ourselves from the truth because we think it's too painful to face or we buried it too deeply. The fact is that the truth really does set you free. I experienced this two years ago when I went to my 50th high school reunion. Yes, you heard me right, 50th. When I got the invitation, I thought they had added wrong, but they hadn't. One friend emailed me that she was really looking forward to talking with me. We had kept up over the years getting together when we were in each other's cities, but our communication had decreased over the last few years. I was pleased that she had contacted me and was looking forward to seeing her. As it turned out, we arrived at the reunion at about the same time and had a very brief hello. Then she abruptly turned her back to me so she could talk to the group of women who she was with. I didn't think much of it until, again by chance, we wound up next to each other in the buffet line. So I tried again to strike up a conversation. After all, she had said she wanted to talk to me. I decided maybe she didn't hear me. But the third time I said her name, I finally got the message. As long as she was with her group of girlfriends from their childhood club, she was not going to acknowledge me. 
In fact, it was only at the end of the evening, after all of the other girls had left, that she came over to find me and talk. Even then, she allowed herself to be distracted by someone else, and we left the evening without ever having a conversation. It was as if this clique of girls had never left high school. They were still treating everyone else as outsiders. They were the only ones who mattered, and everyone else would have to wait. The next morning, there was a brunch for those of us who had graduated elementary school together. The same group of girls saved seats for each other and took their place in the center of everything. I was amazed as I remembered how they had treated me as a young child and that adulthood didn't seem to have changed them. After brunch, I lingered to talk with some people who I hadn't seen in decades. As I was about to leave, one of the girls asked me if I wanted to join them for another walk, for an afternoon walk in a beautiful wooded, wooded area. I hesitated, not being sure that I wanted to spend more time as an outsider. This woman was so friendly and insisted that I decided to say yes. I love that particular area and thought some time in nature would be nice. Um, When the woman who was hostessing the clique at her house heard that I was joining them, she immediately turned to me and said with disdain, can you walk in those shoes? Since they were walking shoes, her question made no logical sense. Knowing what I do now, what knowing what I do now about emotional and psychological abuse, I recognized immediately that she was doing her best to make sure that I knew that she didn't want me to come and that I should do the expected thing and decline the invitation. At that point, however, I was really committed to continue this adventure so I could learn more about my childhood and how this group functioned. Another woman had also been invited, so we drove together along with the person who had invited us. Being marginalized by this group brought me back to a memory that I had totally buried. I was feeling comfortable enough with those two women that I shared my memory with them. At the age of 10, I had been excited to be invited to one of the girls' houses after school, only to be put into a closet while they discussed if I was worthy of being voted into their club. I got to overhear all of the terrible things that made me unacceptable. Then I got to hear it all over again when they opened the door and told me why they didn't want me to be a member of their club. In fact, as I write this, I'm just now remembering that that was when I started getting painful headaches that resulted in numerous doctor visits and tests with no known cause being discovered. If I had seen Bernie Siegel or a doctor like him, someone might have asked me what was going on in my life that was hurting me, but that didn't happen. When we all arrived at the hostess's house, the woman who I had just shared my traumatic childhood memory with asked me to tell the other women. I hesitated because I didn't feel safe with the group, but I plunged ahead anyway. They all denied that that it had ever happened. One woman finally said, well, if we did do that, I'm sorry. I told her I appreciated that. Even more shocking to me was that one of them said, we were just congratulating ourselves on how nice we had been to everyone in school. Later, as I had time to process this whole experience, I marveled at how they were able to protect themselves against their own cruelty. By definition, the act of choosing who can be in your club and who cannot be is cruel. You are telling everyone who doesn't get voted in that they are not good enough to belong to your select group. And that they carried these same behaviors and attitudes in their adulthood was truly sad. So what were my silver linings? I realized how much I had changed and grown. I discovered the source of some false beliefs about myself and was able to let go of them and the pain that I had carried because of peer abuse. 
I was able to recognize and let go of false friendships and be grateful for the people who really were and are my friends. I value the strength, wisdom, and compassion that I've developed, and I'm grateful for the learning and healing. It's a blessing to pass that on by helping others recognize and heal from their pain. My healing path has helped me change my life, and my Om Awakening workshop will help you change yours. I'm the first teacher initiate, and I'm grateful to be chosen to offer this workshop to you. Om is the sound of creation. It vibrates at the highest levels. This process will bring you into alignment with the positive, loving, and enlightening vibration of the universe. This experience opens new channels within your body, connects you with the divine energy, raises your vibration, increases your awareness of the divine, heals your body, helps you through the eyes, helps you see through the eyes of your limitless self, releases fears, brings more peace and joy into your life. We'll be at the Dallas Meditation Center in Richardson, Texas on Saturday, June 6th from 2 to 3.30 at the low cost of $35. And now I'd like you to intro- I'd like to introduce our guest to you, James Caldwell. He's a licensed professional counselor who serves as a student assistance coordinator for the Frisco ISD and has had a private practice in counseling for the past 15 years. During his career, he has served as a counselor for the, as a, in private practice. During his career, he has served as a counselor, teacher, speaker, consultant, and a children's television show host. Over the past 15 years, he has presented at school assemblies on bullying, drug prevention, and character development to over 2 million students across the country. His work with children has earned him a regional Emmy and Parents' Choice Award. He is passionate about bullying prevention prevention and currently shares his message with anyone who will listen like us you are listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit i'm your host dr paula the life doctor during our break go to paulajoyce.com click on register now to read about and register for my workshops finding the silver lining and the ohm awakening then click on calendar of events to see your question for today before the second break and at the end of the show i'll give you something else to do with your question when you email me you will have an opportunity for your question and email to be read on the show So right now, go to paulajoyce.com, go to my calendar of events page, answer the question of the day on your own paper, and register for my workshops. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with James Caldwell to talk about bullying. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit paulajoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm glad you're joining us today, and I hope that you thought back to any bullying experience that you might have buried. We are here with James Caldwell, who's an expert in this area, and works directly with children, so that gives him an additional Um, expertise that that goes beyond the academics. So he knows this from both sides of it. James, I I watched a video that you helped produce, and um, I I was very impressed with it. Maybe you can talk a little bit about resources that are available and and also maybe the definition of bullying because I don't think all of us really understand what that word means. Sure. I I heard you mention earlier in your show about uh, you, you mentioned that you use the word peer abuse. Um, and, you know, peer abuse takes many forms. It's not all necessarily bullying. Uh, we have we have bullying, we have harassment, and then we just have students being aggressive toward each other. When, you know, when two students fight, they're they're equal size and power, and maybe they get in a fight on the playground. We wouldn't consider that bullying. It's when there is some type of imbalance of power, and that's usually uh, part of most of the definitions in in states across the country. Uh, the definition that we use uh, is by the Oveus program, O-L-W-E-U-S, and Dan Oveus was kind of known as the father of bullying prevention. Uh, and he says bullying is when a person is exposed repeatedly and over time to the negative actions of another person, and that person has a hard time defending him or herself. So not necessarily all conflict is bullying. Uh, there are many different forms of peer abuse, but that's the definition that most uh, states across the country use. So I, I think maybe if we can also broaden the conversation a little bit to peer abuse, because I think bullying is one component, but it doesn't necessarily incorporate so much that goes on in our schools that harm people and and often has lifelong uh, negative impact on them. That's right. You, you mentioned earlier, too, talking about trauma, and we know that uh, kids are affected. Now, recent research and brain study has shown that kids' brains are, are actually changed and altered by trauma, uh, and bullying being one of those types of trauma, the amygdala, which picks up on and makes kind of relevance out of things that happen in our life, uh, actually changes the activity in the brain. So it's not something that kids can just get over. You know, a lot of times as adults, we'll just say, hey, you need to get over this, you need to move on, you need to let it go, and it's not always that easy. Uh, You know, if, if it were that easy, there wouldn't be such thing as therapists and counselors and doctors who deal with these kind of issues. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a serious thing. It happens early. Not, not all of what we see, like I mentioned, is bullying. A, a lot of, especially at the high school level, they call it drama, uh, you know, where, where people will just be messing with each other, uh, but it's not necessarily bullying. You can have uh, groups of people may be actually friends, and they're mistreating each other, but we wouldn't label that as bullying. Um, a lot of what you see online wouldn't be considered bullying because bullying is a one-way thing, and conflict is a two-way thing. You know, obviously, when there's conflict, there's a disagreement with, between people. 
when someone's just bullying someone, there is no disagreement. They're just trying to hurt the other person and trying to use their power in some way over that. So as administrators in schools, you know, they do investigations and they try to find out, you know, what's the source of this? Is this, is this conflict or is this bullying? And their consequences uh, that they give will determine, you know, how they deal with this will determine on their investigation. So it's how, not always clear cut. So how what what is an appropriate response um, when a child? What can a child do when they're being bullied? And 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 what does the administration do? How how do people respond that can help change the situation? Well, I think the the greatest thing that could be done to change the situation is we have to change the attitude that if you report to an adult, you're a rat, snitch, or tattletale. That's, you know, been going on forever. That was when I was in school. But I always talk to kids and say, look, who, who came up with the words rat, snitch, and tattletale? The mob did. You know, they're, they're trying to make it seem like you're the one with the problem. But when someone calls you a rat, snitch, or tattletale, what they're really saying is, hey, please don't report to an adult because if you do, I can't hurt you anymore. That's If you kind of reframe that, that's what they're actually saying. They're trying to keep you quiet. But unfortunately, we've just been brought up in a society where that's the case. So one of the most important things is from kindergarten on, we teach that tattling causes trouble. Reporting helps stop trouble. And by the time kids get in middle school and high school, if they're brought up with that and teachers reinforce that fact, then they're going to be more likely to report if they're bullied or if they're molested or if something you know, bad happens to them. They don't want to keep that quiet. They know that they can go to adults. So I think schools just making it uh, a point to go over their reporting process. A lot of schools have anonymous reporting processes where students or teachers, parents, you know, different people can make, uh, make some type of uh, report, and then the school will investigate that, obviously, it's important for the school to investigate it, do that thoroughly, uh, make sure they get to the bottom of the incident, uh, and then follow through with whatever their consequences what might be. And, you know, it, it doesn't help to just pull uh, to uh, punish somebody, you know, for bullying offenses. Um, a zero tolerance really is, was, was invented for, you know, violence and weapons and things like that. With bullying, you're going to have some types of bullying going on. The zero tolerance would be we're going to have zero tolerance in not doing something about it. We're going to make sure that the adults respond and protect kids in all these types of situations. So I think reporting is the big thing, following through. Your second question there about what can kids do, well, first of all, report. Um, but then there, there's some good information out there if uh, your listeners would go to uh, the, T-H-E, the Youth Voice Project, the Youth Voice Project, Y-O-U-T-H, Voice Project by Stan Davis and Dr. Sharice Nixon. Uh, they've done a lot of studying. Uh, Stan Davis has been a writer in the field. He wrote a book called Schools Where Everyone Belongs, and it's probably the best book I know of about bullying prevention. And uh, what they did is they, they interviewed kids, over 13,000 kids, age fifth grade through high school, and they asked them, what really helps you when you get bullied? We as adults know things we tell them to do, like play like it doesn't bother you, ignore it, ask the other person to stop. And what the results showed from the kids was these strategies that we give them are not very effective. And I used to do that a lot. I'm guilty of that. I used to tell kids, hey, just act like it doesn't bother you. Well, they found that that worked for high school kids, but it didn't work for elementary kids because a lot of times at that age, they don't know how to act in the first place. You know, so we're telling them to act differently. And especially if they are on the autism spectrum, uh, they have some type of uh, emotional disorder going on of some kind, they're not able to read those kind of cues anyway. And so that one didn't work very well. But just politely asking somebody stop, walking away, reporting, hanging out, obviously, with other people who are not going to bully you, those, those type things tend to be much more effective 
than obviously retaliating. You know, when I was growing up and you watch all the shows like Andy Griffith or Leave it to Beaver, parents always told the little kids to just hit somebody back. Uh, you know, and that's, that's not a very effective way. Actually, kids say that is the worst thing that you could actually do. That's really interesting. I, I think uh, the thing, or maybe because I was a girl, I was always told, ignore it, which also right. didn't help. <laughs> no, because there's an imbalance of power there, and the people, I mean, what more could a bully want than us to ignore it? Right. You know? Now, I can, I can let it not, re, you know, sh- I, I can learn to show uh, indifference to it. Uh, but if I use the strategy of ignoring it, that doesn't work very well. I might ignore it once, but I'm not going to ignore it after that. And I'm, you would never want to ignore something that's extreme. But just if somebody is, you know, a basic name calling, what we in our district call level one, we have level one, two, and three bullying categories. Level one is just your basic teasing, name calling, things like that. Level two would gets more into harassment. Level three gets more into physical. And rarely is bullying physical. Only about 5 to 6% of bullying is physical. Um, so that's why at the high school level, a lot of times they'll say, well, we don't see bullying. But then if I say, do you see people excluding others? Do you see people ostracizing? Do you see people um, calling mean names and being hurtful and shaming people online? They'll go, oh, yeah, we see that all the time. So their definition of what they're calling bullying is not. They, they picture it playground bullying where somebody beats somebody up or takes their lunch money, and that's, not what, that, that's what was bullying when I was growing up. But that's not what we consider it today. That's why it makes it seem like there's so much more bullying now as we've broadened the definition. It not only includes physical things, but includes verbal, social, like ostracizing, uh, and then cyberbullying. Uh, so when you... When you you know, increase, you've expanded the definition, you're obviously going to expand the number of incidents that are reported. Well, I, I think the expansion of the definition is a good thing and, yes. and maybe yes. is a result of our awareness of the impact of emotional and psychological uh, um, negativity that can um, affect us even longer than something physical. Oh, yeah, and, and I kind of compare it to, you know, I'm doing trainings for staff talking about civil rights movement and kind of comparing it with that to where prior to the civil rights movement, kind of the attitude, prevailing attitude in our country was, well, those people are just like that. They're going to be over there. We're going to be over here. They have their schools. We have our schools. It's okay to treat them that way. They kind of deserve that. And then enough people started standing up during that era and saying, no, this is wrong. Now, most people at that time had thought it's been wrong for for years and years and years, but they just didn't stand up and say anything. So the people with the power, the the majority, started speaking up, and all of a sudden things changed, and it was no longer seen as normal. It's not natural and normal to hurt and abuse people. And so I think we can carry that same thing over to bullying. When I was growing up, it was thought that, hey, that's just the way it'll be. Kids deserve what they get. He shouldn't act that way. He wouldn't get picked on. That attitude has changed, and we no longer are in the realm of blaming the target for what happens to them. It's just like saying somebody deserved to be raped because of the clothes they're wearing. Or she's that way, well, she deserves it. No, she doesn't. And so we need to get off of blaming the target and blaming the person who's actually doing the aggressive act in the first place. I, I think this is just so important. And, and it also um, illuminates, you know, the, that we haven't really been looking at the bully and what's going on there. It's right. It, and, and so that, that I think, would be interesting for us to look at um, as well. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about that now. Sure. Yeah. You know, I believe, and, and research shows, that hurt people hurt people. And that's kind of where it all starts. You know, nobody is born being what we would consider a bully. You know, a person that just goes around hurting people, that's a learned behavior. Unless there's some type of brain damage going on where a person, you know, just cannot control, maybe they have 
some something happening in the frontal lobe and they're just not able to control themselves but that's a rarity in most cases you know in almost all cases bullying is a learned behavior just like prejudice excuse me is is a learned behavior and so it starts when it's very young you you were talking about that earlier you know i mean if if you go to i know at my church i'll uh, look into where the toddlers are, and you can just kind of watch them play. And you can see there are more aggressive toddlers who will go around taking toys away from everybody, and the others just kind of sit there and watch. You know, so some of it can be a, a temperament type thing. As far as uh, you know, we know that kids who uh, have ADHD or sometimes an emotional regulation control can sometimes be more aggressive. Not always, but that that can be the case. But for the most part, it's just what they see around their home. If I learn in my home that when I want something, I'm I'm going to be an aggressive person and take it, that's what I do. If I, you know, just like people, they might just be really loud. Well, people were really loud in their home or people were really gl- aggressive. That's just what they grow up in. So some of these kids, by the time they get to school, it might be the first day they've ever learned that you don't hit people when you want something. That's just what they've kind of learned in their home. So they have to kind of relearn that. So if you look at where most bullying takes place, it's probably kindergarten, you know, because they, they, uh, they hurt each other a lot. Um, but we have to teach them, you know, how to regulate that and how to control it. But like you said earlier, too, you know, kids in high school who tend to be the ones who are bullies tend to be that way in the adult world. You know, they get out and a lot of times lose jobs um, because of their aggressive acts. I have trouble getting along with family members or husband or wife or mistreat their children. Uh, So without intervention, people stay that way. So that's why we don't just want to, you know, punish the person who bullies. We want to get them help. We want to change their behavior. We have to give them a behavior to replace that with. So there's a lot of remedial things that we do, you know, teaching empathy, kids who bully. Um, I'm going to ask you, I want to hear about this, and I don't want to cut it short. So let's talk after the break about how we help change uh, the behavior of the bullies, including teaching empathy. All Um, right. Great. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter my ultimate creative problem-solving process, and also get advance notice about every show episode and the on-demand shows sent directly to your email. Then go to the list that you created, and on that same paper, write down how you're going to heal your past and or help your child with their social interactions. We'll be right back with James Caldwell. Stay tuned. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You 
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you wrote down what you're going to do to deal with your past or how to help your child with their social interactions. We're here with James Caldwell, a true expert on bullying prevention. For parenting classes, speeches, and individual counseling, you can reach him through his website, james-caldwell.com. He also produces online training videos for schools through a company whose website is Ready Prevention. James, I'm so glad you're here with us. You were talking about how to help children change their behavior, help the bullies change their behavior. Right. Yeah, one of the things that we we work with kids, and this is kids of all ages, is uh, on empathy. Uh, Because kids who hurt others, uh, and they do that with regularity, tend to lack empathy. Um, they just don't grow up in homes where that's really taught. Uh, and we know that kids can learn empathy. Some people say, you know, second, third grade, but I've had a lot of experiences of working with kindergartners. And I, I think, uh, you know, if you're old enough to kind of know what's going on around you, you can pick up on empathy. Uh, kids can look at another child and determine if they're sad or if they're happy, or, you know, if they're upset about something. And they just have to learn how to respond. So that's what we do a lot of times is teach them how to respond. But with empathy, you know, just something simple that we encourage parents to do or I might do with a a child who has shown a lot of bullying or aggressive behavior uh, is to get them in there and I might show them a video. And it could be a movie uh, where there's something like I'm thinking of the movie Radio, for example. Uh, There's a lot of severe bullying going on there in that movie. Um, and, and I will show a clip from the movie and then stop it and I'll say, what do you think that guy feels like? Why do you think he feels that way? What would you feel like if you're in that situation? And some of these kids will say, I don't know what I would feel like. Well, imagine, you know, play like if you were in that, what do you think he might feel like? And really help them go there. And so parents can do that. You know, they're watching a TV show. Take a moment and just pause that and say, hey, what do you think is going to happen right here? What if he does this? What if he does that? To help your child kind of think through the responses and let them know, hey, not all people hit somebody when somebody's mean to them. That's what some people do, but most people don't do that. Why do they not do that? Well, because they've been taught that there are better ways to solve problems than by using violence and force. And so we have to go back in and teach them. So working with them in the schools, that's what we do sometimes. But then if I'm in private practice, I'll, I'll uh, you know, encourage the parents uh, to do that with them as well. That sounds very hopeful and so important. Um, I, another thing that I think is is kind of new that people are talking more and more about is the role of the bystander who some people refer to as the upstander. Right. How, how does that play into all this? Well, that's, that's huge. I mean, the, the biggest part of bullying prevention really is changing the school climate, changing, you know, getting rid of those attitudes like I talked about, about rat, snitch, or tattletale. We have to get rid of that. We have to have, make sure that the adults are not blaming the kids who are targeted for their own victimization. Uh, so just changing the way you think about it. But if we want kids to be positive bystanders or upstanders, we have to teach them. Because if you watch a show like the, the show, What Would You Do? You familiar with that show? Yes. Uh-huh. Why, what would you do? Well, on there, we can see that adults don't even know what to do when we're in those kind of situations. Sometimes we sit there, we're afraid to act, we're afraid, okay, what if this is, an, this is kind of ambiguous? I really don't know if this is real or not. Uh, or sometimes we're afraid 
to interact and do anything about it. But then there's always somebody who, who's standing by that jumps in. And, you know, and what they usually say is, hey, it was just wrong. What I saw was wrong, and, and, and it just shouldn't be that way. So from an early age, we have to teach kids how to respond. Now, the great thing is most kids don't bully and hurt people. Only about 10%, 10 to 15% bully, about 15 to 20% get bullied, and the rest watch. So the people who are the positive bystanders, the upstanders, are a huge majority in any situation. Any school you go to in the world, statistics are about the same, so it doesn't really matter. 80 to 85% of the kids in your school are already on the side of the target. So we just have to teach those people how to respond and what to do. And obviously what we don't want to do is have the bystander jump in and retaliate or go beat somebody up for somebody or be you know, violent back to that other person. Uh, the best things that kids say really help is just to show that you're there with them, to just be their friend, to be kind to them. After something's happened to them, to pull them aside and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry that happened. That shouldn't have happened to you. I, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Or kids say it helps to actually take them and go report. Or if you see somebody, for example, in the hallway and kids are together and somebody's being bullied, you could just call their name if the guy's name is Joe. Hey, Joe, come here. I want to talk to you. And give him an out and a way to get out of the situation instead of you going over there and confronting the person bullying in the first place. So, you know, we're just walking by and you see it, kind of grab their arm and have them come with you guys. Uh, so there, there are many different ways that you could handle it, but we don't want to confront the person bullying head on. If it's your friend, sometimes you can go by and say, hey, man, that, that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that, you know, and try to encourage them to stop. Um, but if all else fails, they have to go get help from an adult, and then adults have to respond when they go, th- you know, when the adults come to them. So I think some people also think that it's a sign of weakness not to stand up for yourself, not to take care of your own problems. How do you deal with that? Again, you know, I think just teaching from an early age that that big boys do cry sometimes. I was just talking with a boy yesterday, uh, you know, about a situation. He was 10 years old in private practice, and you know, getting picked on. And, and um, you know, we were talking about, I asked him, do you believe that, that it's okay for, for men to cry? And, and he said, well, I don't know. I, th- I think so. And I said, well, why do, you, why do you think maybe not? Well, because we're taught to that, you, you know, you don't. I mean, he got the direct message, big boys don't cry, and you should deal with your own problems. And that's why we have really high rates of, of men dealing with stress disorders because they feel like, not just with bullying, but with anything, that they, they have to handle it and they feel like they're weak if they don't. Men, boys, get their self-esteem from what they do. And if they don't feel like they're achieving and if they don't feel like they're being a man, or they're not good enough, I'm not a good enough friend, I'm not good enough in my religion, I'm not good enough at my work, then they just don't feel very good about who they are. Uh, so we have to let them know that we're more than what we do. We're not equal to what we do. We're more important than that. And that, that's a message that needs to get out for everybody, but it's especially true for firstborn, firstborns and boys and only children. They just really carry that sense of having to be perfect, you know, at everything I do. That's probably the biggest issue. That's a whole other topic, but that's probably the biggest issue that I see in dealing with, with kids nowadays is just feeling like they don't quite measure up, you know, they're not good enough. Well, I think, and and we're coming to the um, close of this part of our our show, but I, I think it's an important point to end on, and that is that what you're really talking about is changing our whole culture, not just the culture of our schools. And right. really, um, so it, 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 it is a whole nother topic, but it, it interrelates. And it's essential that we understand how to release emotions, how to deal with emotions, and what it means to be human and, and to be successful. Um, right. And 
and it's not our societal definition at the current times. Um, so I'm, I'm so glad uh, that you were here sharing your wisdom and insights. And I'm, I hope that people share this widely through email when they get it on demand and let their friends know because you have invaluable information. Thank you so much, James. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks. And I'd like to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. While you're there, sign up for my newsletter and also browse my resources page to purchase books by my guests and that I've written and to learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energetic Healing, and the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm as well. Literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and also directly with my clients. While you're on my website, go to register now and register for my new workshops, Ohm Awakening and Finding the Silver Lining. Then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your commitment to yourself. As you begin to experience success, please send me another email so I can read it on the air and we can celebrate together. Those of you who live in Dallas and want to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process, the low price of $20, just join my meetup group by clicking on the icon on my website homepage. We meet 11.30 to 1 the first Wednesday of each month. And next Thursday, please join us when Nisha Buis will join us to talk about wellness, food, and stress management. In the meantime, if you have a difficulty in your own life or an inspirational story to share, leave a message for me at 1214-736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 